You there? I'm here. Okay, I'll edit this. Okay, okay. so let's talk on, let's just talk, and let's talk on the stages and foundations of life. God is okay. love, the stages of love, and what it means if um, your heart's in the right position, but your soul's not right with God yet. Okay. On getting prepared for what purpose? So, do you have uh, any particular passages or scripture that you wish to reference? Well, I know God is love. First oh, Corinthians, yeah. love endures okay. all things. Right. Yep. Um, so that's that's, that's Paul. stages. All right. So you got St. Paul there. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I was going to talk about mm-hmm. a happy belated Valentine's Day because we didn't do a Valentine's Day special. No. Okay. All right. Is that okay? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Ready? Yep. yep. Good. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Coffee Talk with Samantha Paul. I'm Samantha Gross. I got my wingman on the line, Paul, Open- Paul Oppenheim. Hi, Paul. Hi. Good morning, Sam. How are you doing today? Good morning. How are you? We're back at it. We're back. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been a bit, but it uh, you know, looks like we're, yes, we're back at it again. Yes. Yeah, and Paul, <laughs> we're going to start posting back on YouTube again. I checked our okay. YouTube channel, and I got a message from one of our subscribers asking when we're going to post on YouTube again. Okay. And I found out that we've had more people listening to the show on YouTube than we have on the podcast, Anchor. Ah, okay, through Anchor, as opposed to Anchor? Okay. Yeah, Got so it. we're going right. to do it on YouTube again. Mul- and mul- we've mul- been, mul- we- Okay, go ahead. Sorry. We've been going at this for almost five years, Paul. Has it really been that long? Coffee Talk has yeah, been five, almost five, five, five years. years. I looked at our YouTube, okay. and it's almost five years that we did our first post. Gosh, okay. God, it's just... Flying by, I, 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 I never even occurred to me. I was like, it was like maybe three. Times. I know. I thought it was like two, three years. Right. But oh yeah, right. how's things right. in California? How it's, how? It's, it's cold here. It's like I swear, like all the yeah. This this year, this this winter has been like extended. It seems for us at least. Um, it's been very wet as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're we're kind of looking forward to kind of getting our. SoCal weather back. Yeah, the snow <laughs> in SoCal right. weather. Yeah. yeah now, okay, you and your family, like... Paul, you and your wife and your daughters are close by the beach, aren't you? Well, yeah, we're, we're about, well, what, like two miles removed from the beach. But yeah, it's, I mean, we're oh, you're blessed. For easy, easy driving distance to the beach, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of family and love and life, happy Valentine's Day, Paul. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to do our Valentine's Day. No, yeah, like we normally there, do. But, uh, what yeah. do you and your What do you and your wife do for Valentine's oh, Day? What do you and Claire do? Well, this may this be something to, be, to speak offline, but uh, this year no, was generic. unfortunately. Did you guys uh, have a good Valentine's well, holiday? Actually, ours was kind of put on hold. Um, her her, uh, her aunt was having her house uh, termited, so or, or rather spray for termite. So she and her cat were staying with us. So uh, oh yes, uh, that's right. They, 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 they cramped in our house for Valentine's Day. <laughs> so it was, oh. yeah, it was a little yeah, a little little removed from the uh, yeah so any 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 romantic ish whatever that you might associate with it yeah and I went bye bye that day so all right but not a big deal you know it's all good well Valentine's Day is the day of love and you That's must true. really right. love your wife because you let the aunt right. and the cat say and, and everything and, else on oh, Valentine's yeah, the, Day the, the, the cat wasn't very pleased uh, with you know, the surroundings and uh, it took, took about it took a couple because usually this takes about the whole procedure from uh, 
from putting the tent up to you know spraying that the the gas or whatever and then tear down as well and then they have to i guess turn the gas back on not not the fuming fumigation but the actual you know natural gas to you know for the house and all that the whole procedure is like at least four days so it wasn't until about day four that the, the cat finally kind of became acclimatized to our house and started doing the rounds, you know, and started getting kind of comfortable. But yeah, for the first couple of days, you're just most unhappy. <laughs> most unhappy car <laughs> right. in the world. Oh, the cat, yeah, just, just, just ah! instead of complete, yeah, just, just she, she found like a closet and just kind of hid there. Like, oh, okay. So we're, we're trying to you know, feed her. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, that was our Valentine's. Yeah, <laughs> mine. Well, mine. Why well, my son and I celebrated our birthday on the 11th. Uh, he hit 16, and me the big four too. And I was sitting there thinking. I was like, you know, it's I'm 42 now. Um, on Valentine's Day, I'm not married. And it's funny, Paul, because it's like I never had wanted to be married. Yeah. And now that I'm like on. Um, my kids are getting older. I'm Valentine's with love and stuff like that. I know love is God. And it's like, who was it in the Bible that says, is it Paul that says if you stay single? Who who was it that yeah, sounds that, about that was, yeah, no, that was Paul. And I can't remember. He got me where he says that, but it's most only St. Paul. He said, so I, I believe when he was with the, when he when he was Saul and with the when he was Saul, yeah, at, with the Sanhedrin, he was married at the time. I believe his wife passed away, and then when he was in his conversion, he became Paul. Um, he, in one of his writings, he says, "If you can handle being not married." Stay not married is simply because it can complicate things, you know. Because yeah, as opposed, to, so in other words, especially if you're, if you honestly believe that you have been, are on a, on a, on a you've been, uh, you're doing missionary work, let's say, for instance, okay. or um, you know something that you you know that is going to require, you know, practically 100 percent of all of your time to to commit to you know but for for god or whatnot then unless you are well equally yoked with your spouse and can both you know pull you in the same direction and and make that missionary happen then don't do it if you unless you can do that then it's probably in your best interest not to yoke yourself with someone who could possibly be like an anchor or holding you back like detrimental to your holy spirit yeah or spirit whatever the case might be yeah that's that's the term we use oh. also that you kind of that kind of meshes into the concept of being equally yoked you know yeah because the, obviously analogies are the, the way that you speak just so that people can understand. So you can think like at the time, if you also, you know, remove yourself by, you know, a couple thousand years. So it's like, okay, at the time, it's like you would have like an ox drawn cart, you know, and if you had one yeah. ox, yes. you'll pull the ark and pull yoke. the plow. Now, if yeah. you have two oxen, you can do probably twice the work, maybe even four times the work, depending on how strong the oxen is. Or in some cases, you'd have, uh, you'd have, if you, if you, if you were wise in equally yoking your oxen, you'd have the one ox who was old, but had known had learned the ropes ages ago and but starting to get a little bit weaker so they would take the the one ox and then the other oxen who was young and immature but strong so to speak so there there would be your strength 
if you will, is in the young oxen. And then the, the brain, if you want to call it the brain, would be the older oxen who mm-hmm, kind of knew one. what to do. All right. And so the young would look would, would learn from the old, and they then get a lot of work done that way. Well, then he says being unequally yoked. Well, then the, the absurdity would be like, imagine yourself being yoked to an, an ox that was dead, which you would never do. But that's just for the sake of an analogy. Well, then you're just going in circles or not moving at all. And that's the term he's kind of using. It's like, well, it would be better to just have the one ox than two oxen where one ox is dead, so to speak. In other words, if one is spiritually dead and the other one is alive, you know, spiritually alive, well, you're going to be... Constant you know, battle. The yeah, one exactly. trying to yeah. pull the oh. other one forward when the other one's dead yeah. in God. Nothing's getting done. So that, you know, flash forward to or to the now bring that back into the concept of marriage. Well, same thing. If you are, you know, being married to somebody who's spiritually dead, so to speak, well, that would be working against you. Or if you're not quite on the same path, uh, you can still be kind of pulled in somewhat different directions. So, you know, you might be yeah, going forward, but not yeah. as forward as you could be, as quickly as you could be going, perhaps, if you remain single. And that's what he's saying. It's like, well, it, if you can find that perfect someone to pull you in the, in the right direction and, and go do twice, three, four times the, the, the work that you'd be doing as you were single, then great. But if you're looking at someone who's holding you back, then don't do it. <laughs> so that's right, that right. Right. That's always the concept I've always believed. I've always believed right. that, you yeah. know, I... Me have never been married. I feel that I was never just going to rush in and marry somebody for the heck of getting married. I mean, yes, I have two children, but I have never wanted to be fully or needed to be committed to somebody because of my spiritual self. You know, because I haven't found that person or God hasn't brought him into my life yet that is the one that would help guide me closer to God. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's stuff you have to really pray about. I mean, I was really blessed. Yeah, you know, that you know, Claire. You're you blessed. Know, you and Claire yeah, found well, each other. Well, then also, then also, it worked with our children as well. Like my yes. my, my oldest, you know, she minored in theology. You know, and mm-hmm. and we never really pushed religion on them. We just simply kind of said, well, this is what we do. This is what makes sense to us. You know, but we'll never force this on you. And I think just our children just observed us and said, well, since you're working for mom and dad, they'll probably work for us too. And then, you know, my my oldest was just like, you know, I'm just going to take this a step further and just start really studying this stuff. So that's why she, in addition to getting a bachelor's in, in business, she's like, well, I'm minoring in theology. And I, I've learned a lot from her. I mean, she, oh, yeah. She, oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, fantastic. So it's like, kind of cool in addition to the bible I, i've got hers a reference too and where her studies came from and everything um so yeah it i was really blessed in the sense that my spouse that i found and, and again it wasn't like i was necessarily looking for her and she practically fell in my lap it was like it was kind of like one of those and she's from the other side of the world you know so it's like you know she's from the uk so it's, it's yeah just, she's from the happen. uk yeah, and you're right. from america yeah, so right so, so it goes to show distance doesn't really matter when God's in it because there's no distance to God. Wait, it, yeah. But it's harder, though. Like, I get, let's go to LinkedIn, where normal our followers come from. I go to LinkedIn, and I want to post about the ADT. I just started a job with ADT. I want to post our coffee talks. I want to post about God. I want to post inspiration. 
And my inbox is full of men from around the country wanting to fly me to them. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. No, that's not why I'm on here. I, I get it. I read the story about this lady in the sky on LinkedIn, and they were from across country. And they yeah. got married, and now they have a child, which is, gosh, bless them. That the, was God used that channel to connect them. But for me, I just, I just feel that I will know when God brings that right person. Oh yeah, and and you, you pray about. It. I mean, there's also you pray about it, like, and ask. And, and sometimes you can even ask for signs to a degree. I mean, like Gideon yes. did. You know, like Gideon, who you believed he was you know, like. This, but that's, that's a little different. But, but the concept of asking for signs, but like, it, with the way the story goes, if you want to study this in the Old Testament, Gideon talks okay. about it's like, um, he was kind of like when he was being called, you know, to, to lead his people and to, to battle or whatnot, he's like saying, well, I'm kind of like the, the weakest of my, you know, family or whatever. It's like, are you sure it's me? It's like, how, how am I supposed to know that this is really a message from you? And so he'd say something like, I think it was like, um, I'm going to place some fleece outside you mm-hmm. know, my, my home or whatever. And in, you know, in the morning, if the fleece is wet, but nothing else is wet, then I'll know it's a sign. That but then he does it a second time. He says, "All right, let's do this again. If I, I'll, I'll do the same thing, but I want the opposite to happen, where the, the the dew will collect on the grass around it, but the fleece will be dry. Right, the opposite, and that happens yeah. as well. He's like, all right, so it's almost like, how many more signs do you need there, Gideon? You know, so yes, it, yes, it, it, I've it, always it, been the one that right. says, God, show me a sign on this. Right, something. I've you know, always something that I know. Like, how, how do I know that this is really a message coming from you? How do, how do I know that I'm not being tricked or deceived? Because if we're constantly in a spiritual, you know, battle right now, and I'm, I can be vulnerable too. How do I know this is coming from you? So yeah, you, yeah, that's where and you like, constantly pray about it. Yeah. Like with having my children, I was engaged the fathers, but. For whatever reason, it didn't work out the first time. The second Victoria's dad, I would have married, but he's just gone. He's just not even in existence. Um, But it is like, I don't know. What do you think, Paul, when you think of stages and people in your life? Like, I was talking, I wrote a friend of mine that who happens to be on my LinkedIn. uh, And it's funny. This person has been in every stage of my life. They have appeared in every single stage. Like from when I was 16 to 20 to 22 to 26 to 30, now 42. And it's like the person comes back or I come back. One of the ways we're in every single stage of life. Mm -hmm. And I often wonder when God brings people into your life like that, what is the purpose of bringing that same person back to every single stage of life. So I was reading about it, and in the Bible it was talking about, I forget which passage I was studying last night in the Bible, I was in the Bible, and it said about making amends, if you get the opportunity, and I thought of something. I had never really made an amends to this friend of mine about something that happened a long time ago, so I sent a message last night, and I apologized, and I'm like, dude, you've been in every single stage of my life. Welcome mm-hmm. to stage 42. Okay. I wonder what the purpose is. Um, what do you, what do you well, think, Bob? Uh, you I, ever I, had a friend or a companion or someone that's been in every single stage of your life, even if you haven't talked to them in like 10 years? 
but there they well, are. I mean, I've had, a, I've had, what? I have a, a, a friend who I've been friends with probably since I was five years old, and yeah. we're still good friends. And um, he, you know, lives in Texas now and all that, but every so often he'll come back to visit or whatever, and we make sure we hook up for him for you know a meal or something, you know, just to catch up, you know, on life and everything. But as far as let's say like, like the opposite or, sex. Say for me. Oh, in the, not, not, not for me. It, it's just no, not for you. Just, you have Claire. You're with Claire. Right, but I'm just, but I'm just saying. Even had I, I mean, even with Claire. But as far as just someone of the opposite sex that just comes in and within and without of my life constantly, or or just like every five years or so, disappears. I, I, I don't know. I don't experience that, and I don't think Claire. Um, Claire has neither. But it's just so. I guess for in your situation might be a, a bit unique, but yeah. as, as far as you know what is the meaning behind that? Well, I mean, it's, it could be it's, a, it's how I suppose you interpret it. You can always pray about it. If, if it was if it was a situation where it was someone that needed forgiveness, then I can understand that. Where God's giving you several opportunities to forgive this person, whether this person is supposed to be meant for you to spend your life with, again, you have to kind of crunch it through what I kind of call the, you know, the St. Paul filter, I suppose you can call it that word. Yeah, it, tell me about it, the St. Paul yeah, filter, Paul. About, about the, you know, being equally yoked again. If this person okay. is not, you know, spiritually meshed with you, you'll, I mean, and not just, not just that, it's just in all, in all, yeah, aspects of their, you know, demeanor or just what their beliefs are or anything for that matter. Um, if you don't mesh, you'll be fighting each other simple as that yeah like i've had it with friends like guys and gals that just walk back into my life most Mm -hmm. of them from my hometown of Stowe, but um i just i don't know (laughs) it's a tricky thing love and relationships can be a tricky thing but it can be an easy thing if you remember god is love love comes from god love is god and we are called to share god's love and grace well, I mean, I, I just, again, I, I've mentioned this before on this show, and I, I've written this article, and it's still on LinkedIn. I don't think anybody looks at it anymore, but um, it was kind of like where I, I said, and I, that was the one where I was talking about um, being like, if you're planning to, you know, un, unite yourself with, with someone or, or be with someone, it's like, I, I think it's something like marriage shouldn't just be just like this, like, it, a, a two-person, two-way street, but it's kind of more of a, or yeah, it. How do they spin it? It was more Trinity-ish. In other words, mm-hmm. where God is also a part of the relationship as well. So you can think of kind of like a, a table stands best, you know, on three legs, not two. Right. And so, so long as you know, if if God was present in that relationship, even if the relation, if there are things that come into the life, curveballs or whatever, things start going sideways or whatever, if you always have God to fall back on, if you both feel the same way, He will help heal that relation so that you'll still have a, a stronger foundation than it was just simply just you and your spouse. So it's like, so if it's you, if so, in other words, if you are already have God in your life and the person that you meet also has God in your life it will make it that much easier shall I say not only to be like equally yoked but you always now it's like a, you have, a, you have a, a trinity type relationship going. and they will be attracted to you because they see the light well, you will be yeah, attracted but, to them because you see the light in them right you, but you also recognize God in them too and that's, that's, that's what I mean things, the light God right 
Right, and that's what I'm saying is is kind of like when you when you are a believer, and, and the, if our listeners are not believers, this probably sounds like complete and utter nonsense. And, no, but, for but I'm just, our I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying as, if, if you're an unbeliever listening to this podcast right now, you're, you probably think this is like I'm, I'm a complete crackpot and this is like just complete nonsense. But if you really are a believer and you uh, understand what it is to invite the Holy Spirit into your life, there is definitely a change. I, I can't, and, and like I said, it's a, a unique experience, but when that person of God is dwelling in you, and you invite that person, and you start to see it, and, and it's like, you, you'll experience things that just wisdom and knowledge starts coming your way, and you start seeing that, but you also start recognizing that in others around you. Mm-hmm. So, and when you, and you, and, th- and that's where, kind of getting back to you, is this, is in, in the stages that you speak of, it's like, well, can, do you recognize the spirit in them? And, and if you, you and if you don't, then perhaps there's a problem. Or just because that person's coming back into your life or whatever, it might not necessarily be for what you think it is, per se. Right, could be for yeah, another so, other purpose. Right, but so that's so that's where you kind of like you, know, you kind of sort of put it to a test and just see, yeah. you know, it's like, well, if you, if you can recognize the spirit in that person that you think you want to, you know. Join yourself with, then, um, if you recognize that, then you know there's a, an element of trust that can be put in there as well. Whereas if it's someone who doesn't believe, you're not quite sure what you're inviting yourself into. You know, right. Inviting yourself into, right. Or, or when you're, you're pulling them into your home, it's like well, you're you're inviting that into your life, and you're not quite sure what you're inviting into your life. It's like, you know, this is where it's like. Things just kind of just go sideways because it's like for a lot of people just make judgment calls based on just just outward appearances of people. Yeah, they look attractive and think, all right, okay, and that's might last, you know, you know, five years, five months. I have no, you know, whatever. And then, right. like, oh, then you start you start peeling back the onion, if you will, and you start finding there's different sides of this person you never knew. Uh, you know about and you're like oh my gosh I don't even really know this person yeah well you married this person and it's like that's the thing is there's there's you know you're you're inviting that into your life like you sure you want to yeah yeah Yeah. let's let's change let's reverse real quick on inviting with loving God inviting the Holy Spirit into your life for our non-believers that have no idea what we're talking about inviting Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit into your life for me I believe in the Trinity, too. I believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe that it becomes a Trinity. I believe that the Holy Spirit is like a separate entity person. It's not just a ghost. It's an actual living being in you. Not in, but being, but it's a spirit. You know what I mean. It's, it's it's the third person of God. The third the person one, of right, God, yes. And when you invite right. them into your life, when you invite the Holy Ghost into your life, not only do you start to see things are spiritualized, you hear the things are spiritualized, and you don't want, you just all of a sudden, not you're not fighting to give up the flesh. You just don't want the things of the flesh Right, yeah. When you invite the the Holy Spirit in your life, that's so, some people, and, and this is where um, there's a bit of a discrepancy of when they say the term "born again." Some people believe that it's the moment you committed yourself to Christ that it's at that moment that you were born again. 
some believe that the real being born again, like born again is after you physically die and you you are now in heaven, you are now born at that point because you're now in your true glorified state. In either case, though, what I can tell you for sure is when you invite the Holy Spirit in your your life and you really truly wish to do so, there will be changes. You can tell you're on the road for certain to being born again. And that's, at least for me, a very encouraging thought. Like when I pray, Paul, I pray to God the Father. Oh, you're you're fading up, Sam. Can you hear me? I can barely hear you. I can barely hear you. It's you're very, very faint. No, it's getting worse. If you have a, a if this is on some sort of a battery-ish something or other, that battery is decaying quickly. <laughs> no, it's not on the battery. It's on my iPhone. Okay. Um, I can barely hear you. I mean, it, the question is, can I hear you? The answer is yes. Can I barely hear you? Yeah, I can barely hear you, and which means there's probably a good chance our listeners are probably going to be experiencing the same problem. Yeah, okay. Well, we will end for today, Paul. Okay. And we'll pick back up next week or the end of this week. Sure. About the three, the Trinity, about mm-hmm. praying, thanking God the Father for life, asking Jesus for grace, and asking the Holy Spirit for healing and knowledge. Perfect. So, everybody, this has been Samantha on Samantha Grove, my wingman Paul Oppenheim. Thank you for listening to Coffee Talk. Hit subscribe on YouTube. You all have a blessed day. Okay, all right. Paul. Okay, sounds great, Sam. All right. Bye bye, everybody. Take care. Bye.